Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. I want to discuss tonight a topic that I think has extreme ramifications, very significant practical application for parents, for sure, in terms of how to create a positive relationship between our children and Hashem. Very important thing. We're going to discuss tonight. Five times. Okay, so you listen to the six times. Because <laughs> you were talking, that's why. I'm tired. <laughs> we're going to talk tonight about one of the most important things when it comes to parents in the sense, how do we create, or, or obviously to the best of our abilities, a positive relationship between our children and Hashem. What can we do as parents to make a good relationship between our children and Hashem? Obviously, there's going to be a lot of answers for this, but the lesson that I'd like to bring out from the Torah in this parsha is going to illustrate that idea. In Parashat Ekev, Moshe Rabbeinu continues talking to the Jewish people beautifully. You go through these parashiyot, they're beautiful how he talks to them, Musar, and gives them life instructions, directions about serving Hashem. Very direct and very relevant. You look at each of these and you can take it practical for yourself too, on a simple level. So if you look at Hamishi in the parasha, it says, listen to the psukim. It's amazing psukim. It's Perak Yud Pasuk Yud Bet. It says, he tells the Jewish people, Vata Yisrael, you Jewish people, Rashi says, even though you've sinned, look how merciful he is. Hashem has mercy, he hasn't destroyed you, he's not going to destroy you. And despite all of the sins that you've done, Ma Hashem shoel mi imach. What does Hashem ask of you? What does he ask of you? Ki im liirat Hashem he only asks you, Despite all of your sins, all of your chataim, what does he ask of you? Just fear Hashem. Now it goes on to a few more things. To love Hashem, etc. But let's just focus in on this for a moment. Just fear Hashem. Now, Moshe tells them, just fear Hashem, that's all he asks of you. But what's the obvious problem with that? Just fear Hashem. Is that such a simple thing? Just fear Hashem. Is it so simple, fearing Hashem? It's not such a simple thing to fear Hashem. To fear Hashem is a someone that reaches a level of Yerat Shamayim, that's it's a pretty big level. No, just fear Hashem. That's all He asks of you. So the Gemara in Mesechet Brachot explains there's a discussion around this idea. And there's a very interesting idea that emerges here. Listen to this idea. It's a Gemara Mesechet Brachot, Lamit Gimel Amud Bet, 33b. But Amr Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina says, Everything is preordained in heaven. That's what it means. Everything is pre-established. I'm going to read you Rashi and Masechet Sotah who speaks this out. Besides for, the only thing you really have a choice in 
Everything else you have no choice. I'll show you Rashi how he explains this. Very interesting. Everything else you have no choice. The only thing we have choice is Yirat Shamayim. Are we going to be Tzadik or are we going to be Rasha? Shneemar, as the Pasuk tells us, It says in the Pasuk here, What does Hashem ask of you? He only asks you to fear Him. Now, if He's asking you to fear Him, obviously that's something that you have a choice. If you don't have a choice, He's not asking you to fear Him. So Hashem is asking you to fear Him, implying that we do have a choice when it comes to having or not having Yerat Shamayim. Now, before we even see the next step, I want to just tell you how Rashi understands this idea based on a Gemara in Masechet Nida. Listen to this. It's a fascinating thing. When a baby's being formed, so there's a fascinating dynamic that occurs in Shamayim. Listen to this. Rashi, it's Masechet Sotah, Betamud Aleph. He quotes the Gemara in Masechet Nida, Tedzayinamud Bet, and he says like this. <clears throat> when, the, when the baby is being formed, in the beginning of its creation, it says, Malach the Malach, the angel that is appointed over Herayon. How do you say that in English? Over pregnancy, pregnancy is a better word for it. Um, a woman becomes pregnant, it's called, she becomes conception. Thank you. The Malach who's appointed over conception, he takes the tipa, he takes that drop, meaning that tiny little what is going to be a baby, sperm, an egg, whatever. And he brings it in front of Hashem. And he says in front of Hashem, No, not Tzadik Rasha. What will be of this little, you want to call it baby, I mean, this little thing, what's it going to be? Is it going to be strong or is it going to be weak? Is it going to be intelligent or is it going to be foolish? Beautiful, Ashir Oani. Is he going to be wealthy or is it going to be poor? But it does not say, is that going to be a tzaddik or a shah? Because man's choice is, is am I going to have your Shamayim or not? Will I have fear of heaven? Will I be a tzaddik or a shah? So that's how Rashi explains this idea. Everything's preordained in heaven besides for your Shamayim. How tall you're going to be, how good looking you're going to be, how much money you're going to make. All of these things are preordained. The only thing that's not preordained, that's not pre-established is, are you going to be a tzaddik or asha? I.e., will you have your atshamayim? And that's what Moshe is really telling them. All Hashem is telling, asking of you is, your atshamayim. Why is He asking that of you? Because you could choose about that. Not the other things. You can't choose how you look. Even with plastic surgery, you know, what ends up happening there. So the point is, everything's preordained besides for your atshamayim. Says the Gemara, wait a second, all he's asking is Yerat Shamayim? The Gemara says the obvious question, Rabbi Hanina, how can you say that? But is that true? Uh, sorry, I skipped, one second. Etu Yerat Shamayim, Miltazu Tratahi, back in the Gemara, Mesechet Brachot, Lamed Gimel. Is Yerat Shamayim a small thing? Meaning the Gemara says, how can you say all he asks of you is fearing God? Fearing God is getting to a level where you have fear of Hashem? That's a high level. So how could Moshe say that's like something that's not, it's almost ki'in, something not so significant. Rabbi Hanina himself says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, the only thing Hashem has in his storage house, whatever that means, 
Ela Otsar Shal Yirat Shamayim. He has a storage house of Yirat Shamayim. Shneemar as the pasuk says, Yirat Hashem He Otsaro. It says in Yeshaya. It says the Yirat Hashem, the fear of Hashem. That's Hashem's storage house. So it seems to be a very significant thing. If that's what Hashem keeps in his storage house, obviously it's very significant and hard to achieve. So how could Moshe Rabbeinu say, Ki imli just to fear him? Just to fear him just implies that it's not so hard. That is very hard. Really, that's a tzaddik. That's a high level. So the Gemara answers, in. No, not so hard. Why is it not so hard? Now I'm going to translate literally. I'm going to tell you at the end, we'll say a different shot. But literally, in. Legabe Moshe, by Moshe Rabbeinu, miltazutratahi. It is a small thing. Meaning, for Moshe Rabbeinu, talking about your atshamayim, <laughs> it's not a big deal. For average people, it is. But the psukim are saying, Moshe is saying, I'm just asking you to fear him. Yeah, because for me, fearing Hashem is not such a big deal. And the Gemara brings a mashal for this. It's a parable to a person. So if I go over to Yosef's house and I say, Yosef, you know, that big uh, platter that you have in your house, that golden platter, can I borrow it? So, as long as he has that platter... It's like a small thing. Meaning, if he has it, so it's not hard for him to have it, basically. But, katan, if I ask for something that's small, and he doesn't have it, that's like a very big thing. So what's the nimshal that we're saying over here? Is that for Moshe Rabbeinu, Yerat Shamayim is not a big deal. He has Yerat Shamayim, Shkoyach. It's not such a hard thing to achieve. For everyone else it is. So therefore, what he's saying, ki im is just to fear him, yeah, because for Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not such a big deal, because he achieved your Shammai. But it's something that is inspired. Now, wait a second. Let's just speak out the steps and get clear what we just said, because there's a, a very strong question in this Gemara. We started off, we said, the only thing that is Bidei Adam, that we have the ability to choose, your Shammai, if it's going to be Tzadik or Asha, as it says, ki im Fine. Yirat Hashem. The Gemara says, but is that a small thing? Yerat Shamayim is a very high level. How can we say that's a ki'im? It's like a small thing. So Gemara says, yeah, for Moshe Rabbeinu, it's a small thing. Legabe Moshe, by Moshe, it's a small thing. But wait a second. Look at the Pasuk. Who, who is who, who, who's talking in the Pasuk? Who's talking? Who's the one talking in the Pasuk? Who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? To the people. Let's read the Pasuk. Ve'ata Yisrael, now Jewish people. Ma Hashem elokecha sho'el me'imach. What is Hashem asking of you? Ki'im li'irat Hashem elokecha. Just to fear Hashem your God. He's not talking to himself. Yeah, but... One second, one second. If he's talking to himself, so say it's nothing. But he's talking to the Jewish people. So for them, it's a big deal. So how can he imply that it's not a big deal? If he was talking about himself, fine. He's not talking about himself. And why would he talk about himself also? That's a very strange thing. He's talking to the Jewish people. Vata Yisrael, now Jewish people. So why is he referring to it as a small thing? If it's only small for himself, it's not small for them. So why is he referring to it? Well, that's only for him. But, no, for but, them. but he's talking to for them. them is, is nothing, but for them yeah, but that's what the Gemara comes out. Seemingly, that Gabe Moshe, for Moshe, it's small. That's true, because he has it. But he's not talking to himself. 
He's talking to the people. So why is he referring to it as something that's like not hard to achieve? For you, it is hard to achieve. He should say, not Kim, he should say, Hashem requests of you, Don't make it into something small. That's a big deal. Don't minimize. Maximize. That's a big deal. When they are united, when they are together, should be such a complicated thing. It is hard. Once they are one unit, okay, so one affect another one. Okay, once okay. everyone take a different path, okay, it's much more complicated. But as long as they are going to be one yeah, unit, yeah, but that's nothing to do with the Rachamai. Even if everybody together, I hear you saying. I hear you saying. I hear. Okay, go but as long as if Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them that. Right. Also, there is a reshit of Mayat Hashem. Yeah. Okay, which is mean there is. If it's not a big deal for him, it's not a big deal for the nation. Right. Right. At the end of the day, we are Arabim Zelazeh. So, should be something that you're saying here that it is not a big deal. The struggle and the food kira. This is basically the. Very nice. Very nice. Good. I'm going to say a similar idea. Beautiful. Beautiful matan. But what I just want to point out, you see from the Gemara, the Gemara is telling us. Moshe is for sure talking to the people. He's not talking to himself. And the Gemara seems to say, Legabe Moshe, for Moshe, it's not a big deal. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the people? <laughs> so why is he telling them it's not a big deal? Well, well, yes, but he achieved that level. That's what the Gemara seems to be saying. But why is he telling the people it's not a big deal if it is? The Gemara itself implies it is a big deal for people. It's just not a big deal for him. But then why is he telling that to the people? That's not, it's not a conversation for them. You want to talk to yourself? Good, talk to yourself. It's the same thing if it's a big mountain and I could go fast. Yes. And I tell you, come on, it's nothing. Mm. For me, it's nothing. But if I say it's nothing, but it's not maybe, but it's maybe not true. make it easier for you. Or, or maybe you give me false expectations. Because then what ends up happening is, if I, if I can't I accomplish mind, that. It's nothing to do that. Come on. I can't, though. You're saying he's inspiring them. Inspiring them. But then it's a strange thing because he's really talking about himself. That he's commanding them. I hear your pshat. It's a nice pshat. Yosef's saying an idea. Maybe he's using himself as an example to inspire the people. If I could do it, you could do it. The only problem is we're not Moshe Rabbeinu. So it's a little bit of a bad example, meaning you could be like me. I actually, I'm not Moshe Rabbeinu. Oh, so let's speak this out. I like Matan is saying, which I, I, I like this approach. Yosef, you're saying nice pshat, but I was going to go more like Matan. Matan is saying maybe there's a step before Yerat Shamayim that makes Yerat Shamayim achievable. I'm going to explain like that. So really, we have to understand what is this idea of your atshamayim. So what are we talking about over here? Let's let's speak this out because there's different kinds of yirah that are discussed in Sfarim. and I'd like to clarify maybe what what your atshamayim we're talking about over here. <coughs> also, we have to know how if Moshe is telling them it's achievable, meaning you could achieve this thing. He also should give them the formula of how to achieve. Okay, well, well, tell me how to do it. Don't just tell me it's not significant. Tell me how to do it also. So how do I do it? How do I get there? So I want to suggest like this. The Kliakar says a similar idea to what I'm about to say. I saw him highlight this idea. He actually brought me to think about this idea. Let's see. <clears throat> we talk about Yir'ah fearing Hashem, there's really two levels. There's the basic level, which is Yirat Ha'onesh. What does that mean? Fear of, 
punishment. Meaning, we don't do Averot and we do mitzvot because we're, we're nervous or fearful about if we don't, we're going to get punished. Okay, now that's a level, but it's a low level. Meaning, it's a very basic level. Okay, but it's not bad. Meaning, it's, it's a step. It's a step. It's like, lo lishma ba lishma. It's like, if it's not lishma, it eventually could be lishma. But there's a much higher level of Yirat Shamayim that the Sfarim talk about. It's called Yirat Haromimut. What's Yirat Haromimut? It's fear of the awe or the greatness of Hashem. So what does that mean? What that means is, I'm going to explain a little bit differently, but what that means is as follows. If a person would sit back and contemplate, I'll tell you where it comes up. It's, there's a Gemara Mesechet Brachot in the fifth parak, and it says, Gil'u Ada. It's a pasuk. Te'ilim, right? Gil'u Ada. If do it Hashem b'simcha, Gil'u Ada. Is that how it goes? What does Gil'u Ada mean? It's a very strange thing. Think about that for a second. Gil'u, Gil'u means, what does Gil'a mean? Rejoice. Birada. What does that mean? Rejoice is shaking. It's a contradiction. So, the Mepharshim explained. There is, by the way, simple pshat. I want to just point out the simple pshat. The Gemara uses it to derive that when it comes to happy occasions, we have to be kept in place because when we get too happy, sometimes we get out of control, which is one of the customs brought down. The Gemara quotes, we break a glass at weddings. Why? Because sometimes at weddings, things people can get too excited and act wrong in a wrong way. So you break something. There was a korban still. It means it makes people stay a little bit, uh, their head screwed on straight by weddings. It's a good thing. But the, the, the Mephorshim explained, I think it was the Marsha, I have to look it up again, explain a little bit differently, and I'll tie this idea in. Gilu does like this. When we sit back and we think about the fact, Hashem is Melech Malchem Lachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He owns everything. Everything, everything that was, is, and whatever will be, was created by Hashem. He gives us everything we have. So immediately, there's two things that happen. First, there's a tremendous joy. He is Melech Malchem, Lachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and He chose me to be His Avdo, to be His servant. It's a tremendous gilu, gilu. It's a tremendous joy. But then, when you realize He's so big, and I'm this tiny creature on the earth, in the span of 6,000 years, this little speck of dust, and I'm serving in front of him, that's birada. Meaning the recognition of how great Hashem is brings a person to love Hashem, certainly, but then the love and joy and happiness in serving Hashem also brings him to tremor. And I don't want to do the wrong thing, because when I realize who I am in relation to him... Exactly. Exactly, by the way. No, no, I'm not saying be afraid. It creates you tremble. I don't want to do the wrong thing. Maybe another mashal you'll appreciate more, which is the same idea really ultimately. When you really love somebody, right, or you know they love you, let's go, it goes both ways. Usually relationships should be mutual. When there's a real ahava, a real love, so you love your father, right? When you don't do something that's against his will, are you doing because you're scared he's going to punch you? Well, hopefully not, because that's a little... Why are you not doing it? Something he doesn't want. Why are you not doing that? So let's say that a little more. You don't want to disappoint. It means you realize whatever it is that he says you shouldn't do, this is not the right thing. One second, one second. I don't want to harm the relationship. I have such a love and appreciation. He loves me. I don't want to do something that disappoints, something that can harm the relationship, etc. So really, from the point that you realize there's such a close connection of love, closeness, that causes you to have yir'ah. Is that fear that he's going to beat you up? 
No, it's called in English awe. Awe. You want to call it respect? It's a similar idea. It makes it that I don't want to do something against his ratzon, against his will, because I don't want to harm our relationship. I know how much I lo- he loves me, and I love him. And that love causes you to have an awe or a respect that you won't want to act against his ratzon. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Jewish people as follows. I think this is a tremendous yisod. It comes out like this. Look at the next psukim. He tells them how to achieve your achamayim. How do you get to a level that you have such a appreciation of Hashem and because of that you're not going to want to sin because you're going to realize I don't want to affect the relationship he tells me not to do this this is a bad thing look at the next Pasukim it's Pasuk Tedvav that Pasuk that we quoted before is Pasuk Yedbet Pasuk Yedal it says Hashem owns the heavens and everything in the heavens the earth and all of the inhabitants of the earth, from the greatest uh, creature to the smallest creature, from the tallest mountain to the, the longest river, etc. Hashem owns everything. He created everything. He owns everything. And despite the fact that He owns everything, He chose your ancestors, to love them. And he chose their children after Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. He chose their descendants. Like this day, he chose you. He chose your grandparents and their, their children. Until today, says Moshe Rabbeinu, to this generation. What's Moshe Rabbeinu telling them? When does Yirah become something that's not hard to achieve? If you really understand what Hashem is, Hashem is, controls everything, and even though He controls everything, He chose you, He chose us because He loves us. Do you really realize that? It shows how much Hashem loves me, how much Hashem cares for me. Naturally, we're going to have your Atshamayim. The natural result of that is going to be we're not going to want to go against his ratzon. Because when I realize how great Hashem is, and that He chose me from all the other nations, that He chose us and gave us the Torah and everything, and eternal life, once I realize that, Yerat is the natural outcome. So what's the hard part then? What's the first step? The first step is the hard part, knowing that Hashem loves you. If Well, you know Hashem loves you, Despite the great Hashem, and He loves a little me, of course you're not going to want to go against His Ratzon. Your Shamayim is the natural outcome. But now it brings us to the question we started off with. Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu, He's on that level. But the Jewish people, they're not on that level. So how could He say Ki'im? So the Kliakar says it's a beautiful idea. The Gemara's language was, Legabe Moshe, by Moshe it's a small thing. Says the Kliakar, what do you mean by Moshe? It doesn't mean Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Kliakar that some people explain what does it mean it was small for the Jewish people? When the Jewish people were by Moshe, when the Jews were next to Moshe, the generation that he shepherded, that he guided in the desert, he guided them how to achieve Yira, then it becomes something small. And I want to elaborate on that for a minute. When the Jewish people have a leader like Moshe Rabbeinu, and he sh- shows them as a dugma, as an example, that Hashem loves them, and he loves Hashem, 
And because of that, the natural outcome is to have your Shamayim, they will absorb the same understanding. And they'll also understand Hashem loves them and they should have that relationship with Hashem. And because of that, they will not want to go against the Ratzon Hashem. Meaning to say, the generation that was fortunate to be guided and directed by Moshe Rabbeinu, they saw what it means that Hashem loves Moshe. They saw, and Moshe was willing to put his life on the line for them many times. He knew that Hashem loved him, and whatever happens to him is for, the, for his best. He knew that without a doubt. So for him to have Yirat Shamayim with the understanding of how much Hashem loves him, that's Zutra. But what's also Zutra? Because the Jews who were guided by Moshe saw him as the primary example of someone who understands Hashem loves him. And because of that, because of that, they also could have Yirat Shamayim. Because they saw their leader, the one who influenced them, their rabbi, their guiding force was Moshe. They saw he knew what it meant, how much he loved Hashem because Hashem loved him. And because of how much, because therefore, how much he didn't want to sin in front of Hashem, not to uh, harm that relationship. So when they're with Moshe, of course, it's an easy thing to achieve your Shamayim. They learned from his example. That's why the Gemara says, the Gabe Moshe, when they're by Moshe, it's clear, it's obvious that this is something easily to achieve, easy to achieve because, yeah, if they know, like Moshe, gave as the primary example how much Hashem loves him, they knew Hashem loved them too. Yerat Shemayim is not a big deal. That's the point. That's the point. They saw Moshe as the... Well, he did. That's the point. Moshe was just the example, the dogma of a person who understood with the clarity and he gave off this image that Hashem loves me and because Hashem loves me, I'm not going to sin against him. I don't want to harm the relationship. When they see a leader like that... Of course they're not going to sin because they also know Hashem loves them. This was clear. They didn't need guidance about it. It was obvious. So by Moshe, he says, you just have to fear. Take my example. You know that Hashem loves you as he loved me and therefore you're going to fear Hashem too. For by Moshe, it was an easy thing. And this is where it comes out to parents. I think this is a tremendous lesson. We all want our children to have a relationship with Hashem. We want our children to have a relationship to love Hashem, to not want to do Averot, stay away from sins, etc. The most important thing, that's what the Psukim are telling us, how do we accomplish that? The most important thing is to teach our children, Hashem loves you. It sounds so simple, but it's very hard. The most important thing as parents, you want your kids to follow in the Derech HaTorah, follow in the ways of the Torah, you want your kids to not sin because the only way that's going to happen is if they know Hashem loves them. Once you know Hashem loves you, that that great and powerful Hashem chose you as His nation and He loves you and cares for you and only wants what's best for you, if they really know that, they're not going to want to sin. They won't want to harm that relationship. But the only way that we can teach that to our children is if we really understand that Hashem loves us. So if we really understand that Hashem loves us, we can communicate the same idea to our children, Hashem loves you. And if we communicate that to our children, our children, I could go near Avera. How could I go near Avera against Hashem, who is Melech Malchiam Lachim, and He loves me and cares for me? I don't want to harm that relationship. I want to just finish off with a personal incident over here that really highlights this idea. When you know somebody loves you, even if they give you something challenging, right? You're not going to get upset at them. In the short term, you might be frustrated. You might, but in the long term, you understand that's what's necessary. So just today, with my, my daughter, hopefully things work out. I mean, she's my daughter's getting swimming lessons. She's five. She doesn't. We should have given her swimming lessons earlier. We never did. Fine. She's petrified. She's very anxious about it. Very anxious. 
So we were trying to get, she wouldn't go in, etc., etc. Finally, my wife and I decided we just have to give over to the swimming teacher and walk out just because she needs to learn how to swim. It's a safety issue. She has to learn how to swim. She was, it was horrible. 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 Ballistic. Crying. and She's very anxious about it. But you know what? Ultimately, and I hope, ultimately, she knows that we really care for her. Of course, I explained to her many times this is for safety. It's necessary. It's very hard because the kid, you don't want the kid to think that you don't care for them. But if we really communicate that we care for her, even though this is something that's challenging for her, Bishat Ma'ase at the time, it's challenging, ultimately she knows that. So she has a fear. She has an anxiety on this issue, whatever the reason is. And therefore, in the moment it's difficult, but in the long term, hopefully she'll understand that that's not... Uh, and it's the same thing in life. And it's the same thing in life. If we're taught as young children, we learn or get older, but we absorb the concept that Hashem loves us, so then when challenges come our way, we're not going to say, uh, I hate you, God, I can't stand you and go and sin. We're going to say, if God loves me and this is happening, there must be a reason that this needs to happen. There must be the reason that this challenge is coming my way, but this is something that I'll overcome. Is that not frustrating in the moment? Of course it's frustrating, overwhelming, etc. But we won't get upset at Hashem. But if we don't have that principle, that basis, when from a young age, that Hashem loves us, so then the moment something doesn't go our way, we get upset about something, eh, I don't need you, God, I don't care for you. So that's the idea Moshe is telling the Jewish people here. You want, you want to have your achamayim? Easy, no problem. You just have to know with the extreme clarity that Hashem loves you. Once you know that Hashem loves you, the great, greatest of everything loves you, if you know that with a clarity, so then you're not going to want to sin. You're not going to harm that relationship. As parents, that's a big lesson, and also for us in our own lives. If we really work on that, maybe we're not there, but we have to develop that in ourselves. No, Hashem loves us. If we really know that Hashem loves us, and we communicate that to our children, well, why would I want to sin? I don't want to harm the relationship between me and Hashem, the King of Kings, the Melech Machem Lachim. So that's the key. That's what Moshe is saying. The only way that you can come to which is a small thing is the first step. Step number one, Hashem loves you. Then, Yerat Shemaim is not a big deal. Okay, Bezat Hashem, we should be zochet to that, that uh, in ourselves, our children, and really lead lives with, uh, with Yerat Shemaim because we really know that Hashem loves us. That's